Any news today, Tito, at all? Bang, <laughs> <laughs> <Dang>, Rosie. <laughs> That's your job. <laughs> this is the Rosie Report. The next round's on Rosie, and we'll read his credit card number here in just a moment. Regular season roundup. Catch it, Rosie. Nicely done, Rosebud. Now, here's Jim Rosenhouse. What a roller coaster weekend that was as the Indians played the Minnesota Twins at Progressive Field in a three-game series. Dropped two out of three with a wide range of emotions, a lot of things going on. And now it's on to Detroit for the Tribe as we welcome you in to the Rosie Report regular season roundup weekend recap edition. Thanks so much for tuning in. Jim Rosenhouse along with you. A little bit later on in our show, we'll visit with Mike Chernoff, the Indians general manager. He'll talk about Tristan McKenzie being sent to the minor leagues, AAA Columbus, after a rough start on Friday night where he could not make it out of the fourth inning after starting strong, but then walked four in the fourth, and that led to a nine-run inning for the Twins, who won at 10 nothing. So we'll visit with Cherney at the tail end of our podcast today. On Saturday, what a day for the Indians as they battled the Twins into extra innings when Cesar Hernandez came to the plate in the 10th. The pitch, Hernandez swings away, drives it to right, down the line, gone! It's a walk-off, two-run homer down the right field line by Cesar Hernandez. Those bunts are overrated. Hernandez with the Indians' third walk-off win of the year. His fifth home run of the season. And after showing bunt on the first pitch, he swung away and hit a two-iron down the right field line. And unbelievably, the Twins have gone 0-8 in extra inning games here in 2021. The final today in 10 innings. Cleveland 5, Minnesota 3. So a fun win for the Tribe, but in that game, Fran Bill Reyes, the Tribe's designated hitter, second leading home run hitter, leading the team in runs driven in. He had hit a home run earlier in the ball game. He suffered a left abdominal strain that has placed him on the injured list. He will be out for five to seven weeks or so. In his stead, red-hot prospect Owen Miller, who is hitting well over 400 at AAA Columbus, was called up to the major leagues, much anticipated. And before the game, yesterday, he talked about his major league promotion. Hey, Owen, congratulations. Can you can you take us through just... Uh, getting the call and then kind of what your last 24 hours have been like? Yeah, um, we, we finished our game yesterday and uh, I was in Toledo and uh, our manager, Andy Tracy, brought me in and was like, hey, you, uh, you, you feel comfortable playing left field? Because um, I played left the night before. And I was like, yeah, I feel pretty comfortable. And then he was like, what about first base? Because I played first base yesterday. And I was like, yeah, that, that's going pretty good. And then he's like, all right, he's like, well, you want to DH tomorrow to give your legs a rest? And then I was like, yeah, that'd be good. And then he's like, in Cleveland? Um, and I was like, what? And he's like, hey, he's like, he's going to the big leagues, man. Um, so, yeah, it was something I've always dreamed of. Um, 
of course made up made a bunch of phone calls um yeah i mean it's definitely something i'll never i'll never forget um you know i'll always i'll remember in toledo you know getting a call like that so it's been it's been pretty special oh and have you spoken to anyone in the clubhouse so far among the players and what they said to you um yeah a lot a bunch of guys have congratulated me um I mean, I, I met a lot of the guys in uh, spring training and stuff, and I knew, knew uh, you know, Naylor and uh, Brad Mill, guys like that, um, you know, from a lot of the guys that were with, were with me with uh, San Diego. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of guys that I, I know well in the, in the clubhouse, and everybody's been really good so far. Oh, and you said you made a bunch of phone calls after you found out. Who's the first phone call that you make? Uh, I called my parents. Um, they, were, they were unbelievably excited. Uh, to hear that, um, my mom was stressing out a little bit. Um, my, my little brother was had his high school graduation today, um, so she was she was getting a little nervous as to what uh, she knew that you know it was going to be a wild twenty four hours. What's that? Sorry, that. What time? The, what time was did he graduate? Oh, he, they, they, they ended up skipping it. Um, they said that, uh, you know, getting to play in the big leagues for the first time is a little bit more, more rare than, than graduating high school. So uh, my brother was, he was perfectly fine with missing that to, to make a trip to Cleveland. Owen, when you hear, I assume you hear, maybe you didn't hear, but like Terry Francona saying that you just know how to hit and like heaping all this sort of praise on you, just how does that make you feel? And especially the way you kind of, place yourself on the team's radar over the last few months? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just kind of goes into the work that I did in the off season. And I mean, last year at the alternate site, I made a, made a number of adjustments at the plate, um, you know, just to help me uh, try to impact the baseball harder and uh, just, you know, be a more complete hitter and stuff like that. And a lot of things that I worked on, I definitely saw, um, play out in spring training and I had success with it and I kind of just carried that over to uh, the, the alternate site or exhibition games we had in April um, and then that carried over into the start of the AAA season so um, it's just trying to be as consistent as possible and um, you know I know that um, I'll always try to you know get the best at bats possible and and, uh, and fight up there at the plate and I, I hope that you know my back can you know can help this team win games. Oh, and growing up in Wisconsin, who was uh, who was your favorite player? Who was the guy you wanted to emulate growing up playing baseball? Uh, I was a huge Brewers fan when I was little. Um, I love when uh, I love watching Prince Fielder. Um, love love watching him. Uh, him and him and the three four combo of Ryan Braun and Prince Fielder. Um, I used to love going to uh, Miller Park. I grew up maybe thirty minutes from from there. Um, and yeah, I, I, I really loved, uh, watching those guys hit home runs and stuff. And, uh, yeah, so I, I Prince Fielder, definitely. Is it a little strange just that like half the roster is former Padres? <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's crazy to just in the last year, how many trades that the, the Padres made. So I, I got a lot of. A lot of old friends that I've played with that are, you know, with different different organizations. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's cool that you know, like Naylor and Cal and uh, Phil, Fran Mill, Logan. I mean, bunch of us, man. That that all uh, 
were, you know, we were in San Diego at one point and I, I met those guys right when, right when I got drafted um, a little bit in, in 2018 and 19. Um, and it, yeah, it's just, it's cool to see, you know, familiar faces and, and where guys started their careers. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just cool. And it, you know, it, it, it's just, it's, it's just cool to see those guys. Oh, what did your success uh, during spring training do for your confidence going into the season? Um, I mean, it, it definitely helped. I mean, it's it's the, always nice to you know go to spring training and, and, and get off on a good good start. Um, you know, it definitely just let me know that some of the things I worked on in the off season and um, just you know my off season training, you know, it was really paying off and it was. It was just good to just know that, you know, that approach and my routine and everything I was doing in the cages before the games and stuff, my mindset during the game, like everything was, was working. And, and uh, I knew that, you know, if I, I stayed consistent with that and, and keep a level head that, you know, I, I, I knew that I could have success and, uh, you know, just, just, you know, do well at the plate. In the game, for Miller, it didn't go so well as he was 0 for 5 with three strikeouts, but he'll have some time to settle in. You can count on that as we get deeper into his major league career. The game itself, well, a rarity. James Karinchak allowed a hit, much less a hit, a home run. He hadn't allowed many hits all season long, had been uh, doing tremendous work, but a three-run home run from Kyle Garlick won it in the 10th inning for the Minnesota Twins. But to get to the 10th, Jordan Luplo with one of the big plays of the season to tie the game in the bottom half of the ninth inning. Jordan Luplo, the batter, 0 for 3 with a walk. Twice a struck out with a runner at third, less than two down. The set, the pitch, he bunts. Here comes Ramirez, the swoop throw to the plate. Not in time! Scoring the tying run is Hernandez. Luplo with a safety squeeze bunt down the first baseline. Kirilov gloved it. With a swoop throw from his glove to the plate, it was close. Hernandez slid in ahead of the tag, and Ahmed Rosario to second, and Luplo is safe at first. That's a safety squeeze, folks. And what that means is the runner at third is not breaking as the pitch is being delivered. He's got to make sure the ball is bunted. What a play, and Luplo comes through. And we are tied at five in the ninth. And after the game, Terry Francona talked about a frustrating Sunday afternoon at Progressive Field, especially for James Karinchek, and he was quick to point out that uh, it hasn't happened very often for Karinchek. Um, when anytime you start with a runner on second, you know, you mean you're kind of pitching with traffic that, that he didn't produce. And normally, even when he's got the deep counts, he's found a way to get out of it. Today, it just it didn't work. I mean, the, the kid's human. And, and I mean, I think that was, a, what, the fifth, fourth or fifth hit he's given up of the year. I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing. Did you make a police sack today? I'll tell you, the first three innings, he was tremendous. And then it just seemed to kind of go away in a hurry. Um, you know, we didn't make all the plays. And there were a couple balls that got through, you know, ground balls. But it seemed like he gave up the change-up home run to Kepler. And it just seemed like some of his aggressiveness in the zone kind of left him there. Did Luplo um, 
Was that bunt called, or did Luplo do that on his own? No, that's on his own. That was actually a great play. I mean, Sarby alerts the runner. Um, that was a great play because he had been having a tough time today swinging the bat, and it you know it gave us a chance to keep playing. And we had we had some really good opportunities to to add on today or to you know to extend the lead early. And we just, you know, we didn't do it. Also this weekend, we had a chance to visit with Indians general manager Mike Chernoff, who talked about Friday's demotion to the AAA level for Tristan McKenzie and some of the things that went into that decision and what the Indians are working through to get McKenzie back on track. Yeah, Rosie, these are always tough decisions, you know, and and I think what we saw with Tristan was just really that his mind, he wasn't carrying the right kind of attack mindset into the game and throughout the whole game, he wasn't able to sustain it. So as he lost some of his command and control, it kind of sped up on him a little bit. He even talked about a little bit in his meeting today with us. We felt like it was this was a good time to sort of reset, get him back to the minor leagues, allow him some time to work on that, and then hopefully we can get him back up here relatively soon. I mean, you have to remember, he's, he's 23 years old. Um, you know, you come off of a couple of injuries a couple of years ago, and he, he actually only has 16 starts in double A or triple A. He has no starts in triple A, 16 in double A. So before getting to the major leagues, he really hadn't fought through the adversity that most guys fight through in the minor leagues. This will give him a chance to kind of reset uh, and hopefully pick up that more aggressive mi- mindset and mentality. And you look at, at other portions of your rotation, and Shane Bieber, Zach Plesak, Aaron Savali, They've come up, and they didn't have to go back due to performance issues. <laughs> but that's not the norm. And 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 do you feel fortunate sometimes, or or maybe people look at, at your pitching development system a little bit differently because of the high bar that has been set, especially in recent years? Yeah, that's probably right. It's funny. We used to talk to our minor leaguers, um, and we would tell them, hey, and when you come up here, you're going to have to fight through adversity. And Corey Kluber has been up and down four or five times. And Carlos Carrasco has been up four or five times. But it's a little bit harder to do that with the guys we have currently up here with, like you said, Plesak and Savali and Bieber, who kind of came up and have stuck since then. But most of most pitchers in Major League Baseball, including some of the best ones, like Corey Kluber, who was a multiple Cy Young winner, um, end up going back and forth. Right. And it's hard to. Uh, to come up and stick the first time around. So this is not something that's uncommon at all. I think it's just a developmental step for Tristan, and we'll see how he bounces back and fights through this. Mike, I, I know I think the last time we had you on, we talked about finding a, a veteran catcher in Rene Rivera and, and how difficult and challenging that can be, but kind of fun for the front office. And, and you have a, a player in the lineup today in Harold Ramirez who has been impressive so far in, in a short stretch with the Indians, and he was a waiver claim during the offseason. Explain how you identified him as a player if he became available that, that could help this ball club potentially. Yeah, the, these are tough ones um, because these guys who sort of on, are on the back of other teams' rosters and often go through the waiver wire, you never know who's going to be available. So our scouts do a tremendous job of really covering every team and thinking about who might be available. And then often those are guys who have struggled in the past, right? Somebody's not going on waivers if they're a slam dunk everyday type of guy. So um, 
you have to see something in them. And I think our scouts saw something. They saw some interesting signs. They thought maybe against lefties in particular, he could succeed. They liked some things in his swing. They felt like maybe he was more athletic than he looked at first glance. And I think we've seen all those things in his time here with us. Um, and it's been great to see him kind of hit the ground running up here, even be able to play some center field, which we weren't sure he'd be able to do, um, and at least kind of help our lineup at a time when we were, we've been really struggling. And he's one of many young players, uh, officially the Indians, with the youngest roster in Major League Baseball, at least as of last week. I know that maybe it changed at some point, but still a very young team. Resiliency seems to be a, a good trait for this ball club. They've had a, a couple of four-game losing skids, but bounce right back and, and win some close games. Um, how unusual is that for a young team to kind of develop that character seemingly very quickly? It's unusual around the game, but it is not unusual in Tito's clubhouse. I mean, we've got a Hall of Fame manager, and that's what he is all about. It's frustrating often sort of day-to-day watching some of these streaks when we're really scuffling, but Tito has a way to get these guys to kind of band together, fight through it. He always talks about never backing down from a challenge, and I think we see that play out in the resiliency that you're talking about um, where we find ways to win. It it doesn't always look pretty every game, but but he and the team have found ways to win enough games to stay in it, and hopefully we'll start to see some positive momentum on you know, our offense and and figuring out what the right mix of position players is. So that's it. The recap on the weekend. Tribe drops two out of three to the Twins, but they head to Detroit still within shouting distance of the first place, Chicago White Sox. Game time on Monday night, Tuesday night, and Wednesday night in Detroit, 7-10. We'll have them for you beginning with the Union Home Mortgage Indians warm-up show at 6.35. Then day baseball to wrap up the road trip and the series in Detroit on Thursday afternoon at 1.10. Thanks as always going out to Bart Swain, Cortberry Trip, Austin Contrullis for their help in keeping this podcast moving. I'm Jim Rosenhouse. As always, thanks for listening and downloading The Rosie Report. This has been The Rosie Report. 